before we get started, I wanted to tell you about something cool that is happening. Actually, I guess more accurately, I wanted to know about something cool that is happening in your life. You may have seen last week, I put up a little post that just said, you are the new activist. And it points to a section of the website, new activist is forward slash you, where we are collecting stories. This is not a contest. Please don't get your competitive juices going. This is just a place and hopefully one of many places where we are going to get to share more of our activism stories together. Newactivist.is forward slash you. I made two more trips back to Ethiopia to meet with business leaders, political leaders, church leaders, anybody who would talk to me. And one of my biggest questions was, what is the need? Because I, you know, here's Brittany, graphic designer. I'm a business guy. How does that help? Well, what is fantastic is that Ian and Brittany Bentley found an answer to that question in the form of starting an incredible company called Parker Clay. They are our guests this week on The New Activist. My name is Eddie Koffels, and it is a pleasure to be here with you today. Ian and Brittany are both our guests on the show, though just as a programming note, they were both in the middle of very busy days. And so at some point, Brittany just is not in the conversation anymore. We weren't mansplaining over her. She just had to go. <laughs> so uh, a lot of the conversation is actually uh, a conversation that I got to have with Ian. But together, they have done something very unique in that they have created a collection of men's and women's accessories, travel accessories, kids stuff, and it's all made in Ethiopia. And while I know this doesn't come off to you as a revolutionary idea, the way they're doing it and the idea and the branding behind their company is something that is new or at least new to me. So we're going to hear from them and hear a bit of their story. You should know at the onset, I'm a huge Parker Clay fan. But we are not sponsored by Parker Clay. I have bought all my own stuff. <laughs> Just wanted you to know that so that when I gush, it doesn't degrade my journalistic integrity. So we'll start with Ian and Brittany both on the phone and me asking just a very simple question. How did you guys meet? Um, so I met a few months before I graduated high school. And then, yeah, I left him right away. went to um, Papua New Guinea for the summer. And then I went to Austria pretty much right after that for fall school. And then, so I hadn't seen him for quite a while. Came back and, um, yeah, we kept dating. We, I went to a city college in town while he was still finishing high school. <laughs> <laughs> did he take um, you to, did he take you to like prom? Oh. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Prom was involved. Oh, yeah. that is awesome and the worst. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's crazy. I just think looking back, we often go uh, like we couldn't have we couldn't have made this up. Um, and often, you know, a lot of people say, "Well, what's your five year plan?" And uh, when we look back at like 2010, 2011, there is no way, no way that we would have ever thought we would be where we're at now and have lit and had lived in Ethiopia. And I think even that was part of our story when we adopted our daughter from Ethiopia, that it was like, wait, how, how can we help a lot of these nonprofits? And I'm a business guy and Brittany's a designer and that doesn't really, you have to like. Yeah. I think I even started back with, um, in college, he, you always wanted to have your own business. And so, um, you know, he started, had his own car detailing business. That was the first first job. 
And then we ended up selling the business to buy a brand new car. And then we sold the brand new car, almost to adopt our first pay for an adoption. Oh, wow. Um, so then we, after we adopted, then we moved to Ethiopia. So. <laughs> whoa, whoa. We just burned through like a huge, yeah, hu- like that was so. And that happily was, ever after. Yeah, that was so fast. Okay. So wait, tell so you have zero children, right? You're in. You're done with college, and you have no children. Parker was born in 2006, and then in 2008, Clayton was born on 8808, <laughs> and uh, and and that was really, I think, at that time um, when Brittany and I were dating, at least even back in high school, Brittany had brought up a few times, talked about adoption, and and it, you know, obviously in high school, it wasn't a huge thought um and then as we had parker and clay it came up and that's when Brittany and i just started to to look at well what why why do you why would you adopt what does that mean who does you know what are the what are the needs out there and how does that impact our family just all all the questions that you you start to ask yourself as you look into that Mm. and i think that was really really what started us on the beginning of this journey was looking at our two sons and thinking about well, what what if what if one of these children that don't have a mom or a dad what if that was Parker what if that was Clay hmm. why why Ethiopia right because a lot of this is always a really difficult question for parents to we, wrestle with because there's international domestic I mean it's a whole planet of kids yeah I think when we first started we were. Um, just, we were young, and there's many countries we could not adopt from because of age requirements, um, things like that. So we, I guess we just weren't prepared for domestic adoption. I just, we were unaware of all that that entailed. Yeah. And so um, we were looking at other countries, and um, Ethiopia was one of out of like three that was even possible for us to adopt from, and we just felt the most connected with um, that process. For people that are listening to this and are hearing about adoption and, you know, a lot of our listeners are probably kind of younger and thinking like, oh, I'd like to adopt someday. If you, if somebody asked you, which I guess I'm asking you now, like, uh-huh. uh, tell us about what adoption has done to your family, <laughs> which is like a huge question. But like, can you speak into that a bit? Yeah. I mean, adoption has done everything to our family. I think that it has, um, it, it just has changed our perspective, um, to be relevant even with today in our, in our community, in our culture, in our world, it's, there's a, you know, with, with the refugee crisis and so many people hurting around the world in the Middle East. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's mind blowing how many people are out there that need help. Mm. And, um, what, what to make it just hyper personal for 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 Brittany and I, when we were in the process of adoption, and when we showed up and met Sela for the first time, and I remember picking her up, and I, I mean I I know that you know that as a as a dad as an adopted dad, mm-hmm. that there's nothing more powerful than that moment where where you you bring your child into your arms and. For me, it wasn't a big difference between that moment when we were adopting and the same moment when we were having a biological child. 
it felt the exact same way. And it, and it, it really genuinely, it wasn't like, Oh cool. This is my adopted daughter. It right. was, this is my daughter. It's my daughter. Right. And, and I think for me and, and, and Brittany as well in our, our walk and our journey of faith as well is that that's what, and this is, this is really what hit us. Even when we were down in Hosanna, it was that that's what God has done for us. And Mm. he has adopted us into his family and, and we've inherited something that we didn't deserve or that we don't, you know, it's like, don't have any necessarily right to, but this overwhelming fact that we're loved, um, is really what compels us. And that, that's what has changed. So it's not just adoption of my daughter. Yeah. It's the fact that I'm, I'm adopted and that, you know, not, not on the worldly level, but from a heavenly level, I'm adopted. Mm. And that has, has made itself really much more alive because of our adoption of our daughters. Well then, then that's first of all, beautiful. And tell me about that. What what happens after Ethiopia? Because, you know, I'm aware that a lot of people, me included, you know, were lit up by something and mm-hmm. something grabs mm-hmm. your heart. And you kind of continue on your life and you have empathy and compassion and you give where you can. And But you're coming home. You've got this young yep. family. What what starts to happen in you guys that that starts to how does how does Parker Clay start to percolate? Parker Clay, the brand. <laughs> So we, we came home with our daughter and, uh, we're from Santa Barbara, California. Mm -hmm. And, um, (laughs) you know, it's it's a little bit different than Addis Ababa, Ethiopia. Yeah. And Brittany and I were, were just going, how can we, how can we continue to help? How can we can continue to support what we, what we saw there? And we were considering, is it a, you know, are we going to write a check, which is, which is fine. Or are we going to, you know, be on the board of somewhere? Should I quit my job and work for a nonprofit? And so we went through, I don't know, we, I mean, we, we literally pulled the plasma TV off of our mantle and, and completely plastered our wall with a whiteboard Wow! and just, and just started writing ideas and like just mapping out some of the things that were on our heart and mind. And, and ultimately I made two more trips back to Ethiopia to meet with business leaders, political leaders, church leaders, anybody who would talk to me. And one of my biggest questions was, what is the need? Because I, you know, here's Brittany, graphic designer. I'm a business guy. How does that help uh, what, what is happening here? And I genuinely wanted to hear. And time and time again, what I heard was basically when people were really honest, they were saying, come and create opportunities. Don't, mm. don't come and, uh, you know, take resources or be a burden on us, come and create opportunities. And so that really stuck with me. And as I came home and, uh, talked to Brittany about just the different people I was meeting and the different thoughts that we had, it, it kept coming back. And there was an organization called women at risk mm. that, uh, had been around in Ethiopia for over 20 years. And this group is just doing amazing work. Um, and one of the things that I saw in them was that they were, they were addressing something at the source. So in the capital city of Ethiopia, it's estimated that there's over 150,000 women involved in prostitution. Mm. And a lot of these young women 
literally as young as 10, 11 years old, are being trafficked into the capital. And then they're just, you know, you can imagine the, the dynamics of Ethiopia, a country of over 100 million people, of which 80, 90% live rural. Mm. And so imagine coming from this small little town village and then coming into a giant city of Addis Ababa with over 5 million people. It's overwhelming. Yeah. And a lot of these young girls, they get dropped off in, in, a, in a market area, in this huge market called Mercado, where there's a bus stop. And it's just like, it's just like chaos. Yeah. And, um, and this group called women at risk, Alilta women at risk, they, um, they are going out to the streets, meeting these women and with no expectation, nothing about requirements or you need to do something to, to, for us to help you. They go and they just meet these women and build relationships with them. And as we met them, some of the most genuine people and their impact was massive. Like they were over 90% of these women that are going through their program are not going back into prostitution. And the cool thing was, is that they had started to do a business. They had created a structure, um, which enables the, the NGO, the nonprofit of Alilta women at risk to do what's called income generating activities. And they had, uh, they had started a business where they were, making soap and candles and also weaving blankets and scarves, but they had really not, they didn't know how to, to do business. And it was like that. Oh, this is awesome. Love what they're doing. They they're training these women. And, and it was a really awesome opportunity for us to step in and say, well, Hey, we can do business. We can support you guys. And the invitation was there. So ultimately what happened was, we got this invitation to come and Brittany and I are going, uh, okay, well, we have three kids. We have our life here in Santa Barbara. Um, what, what, how do we, how do we take that next step? Right. Um, so that was, that was kind of the, the next piece to deciding, okay, well, I think we're going to go. Well, before we hear about, what happened when they did go, I wanted to remind you that The New Activist is presented by International Justice Mission. IJM is working to end slavery in our lifetime and won't stop until all are free. I'm going to do this quickly this week because so many of you have been so responsive to what I'm about to ask and what I've asked the last few weeks. So here we go. Would you please go to newactivist.is forward slash IJM? New Activist is IJM. And would you take a moment to fill out this form, which generates a letter, and this letter goes to your elected officials and asks them to please fully fund a very important piece of legislation that will, no kidding, help end slavery in our lifetime. So if you are listening to this, every single one of you, Please take a moment. I think the podcast will still play in the background even while you go to your browser. Go to newactivist.is forward slash IJM and sign that letter. I've seen those names coming in. I see all of the people that are signing it. Thank you so much, all of you. And for the rest of you, I appreciate you taking all of about 10 seconds right now. Thanks. Now we get to hear part two of how Parker Clay actually got going. 
The Parker Clay model is very different, at least from my eye, than a lot of models that I see where, you know, you're buying a product that essentially is a product that you want, but also you know that there's some philanthropic piece to it. And it's different in my eye for a few reasons. It's that the products in both an aesthetic and price point are, are premium. This is different. Like this hat, to walk me through the choice to set up Parker Clay that way. Absolutely. I think that's, that's a big piece to what we realized as well. Um, I think a lot of people and, and probably maybe a lot of listeners would, would, would realize that a lot of this movement started, you know, like the paper beads that, that you saw early on that you go to these, these church functions or you go to different things and you saw this kind of idea of a fair trade. And it was a lot of these like paper beads or yeah. more homey handmade goods, which are all awesome. And I've seen some actually great paper beads now that yeah. they're doing some cool things with them. But a lot of people in the consumer's mind were trained that, hey, I want to support this organization. And, oh, that's a cool product. Mm-hmm. But it, it was in that order. Right. And and what, what Brittany and I wanted to do was – was was we were looking at the top. We were thinking all of those luxury brands, which as soon as I say that, you probably connotate that with a few different brands. Right. We wanted to be up there with them. And the question was, why not? Why couldn't we compete with those big designer houses of the world? And we just, that was our ambition. That was what we wanted to go for because we believed and we saw this at the in like a very gritty raw piece of Ethiopia was that there is beauty. There is deep beauty through the challenges that people have gone through. And one of our things that we always say is that where people see problems, we see potential. Mm. And I really, I really saw that. And I, and I I knew enough about leather. I I had done enough research and trained myself enough to see that the quality of what is here is exceptional. Mm. And rather than using local uh, or accessories that were uh, very just kind of cheaply made and stuff, we were importing zippers and buckles and all this stuff from Europe, um, just the highest end material that we could find. And we said, okay, if we're going to do this, we want consumers to first and foremost know that we are not going to compromise on quality, that this is a product that that you're going you're gonna to buy and you're going to have you know, for a long time and it's only going to get better with age and you would feel just as confident compared to wearing some of the other high-end expensive bags. Okay. I have to say in full disclosure, you and I have no business arrangement. We have never (laughs) given, we've never given each other anything. This is not a sponsorship, but I will Uh, say that I have one of the dot bags. We have a lot of Parker clay products in the family and, uh, uh, the dot bag, the zipper on it is remarkably satisfying. Like what yeah. is, I mean, so I, you don't have to get into it, but what is, it, Oh, it, I do have to get into it because <laughs> that is one of my favorite things. I mean, we, I, I, I kid you not, Eddie, we, I, I personally, I don't, I, I spent <laughs> so much time and money researching zippers I, because what, what it's some, what's, yeah. you would be so frustrated if you bought a nice bag right. and the zipper broke. Right. Like the worst. And there, I was, Brittany actually gives me a hard time because I will sit there and I will just like back and forth with that zipper. 
Oh. And it'll be like my testing of like, okay, is this good? Is it bad? Is the quality? Is it going to fall apart? No. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It's absolutely. Am- it is amazing. <laughs> I love that zipper, and it's always uh, when you need it most. It's like you just got great. off a red eye, and you're in a hotel you yes. don't want to be in, and you're just like, ah, that opened nice and smoothly. It's just perfect. It's exactly yes. as it should be. <laughs> yes, yes, and that's what we want. Um, and that so so the the. The idea is that when you do that and you go, man, this is really nice, and it's made in Ethiopia, it's it's made in Ethiopia. Like people, people then kind of, I, I, I've seen it countless times where people look at me like, well, wait a second, isn't that a place where like families are starving and there's famine and they have drought and there's all kinds of problems and and it's like, yeah, all those things have been part of it, yeah, but why not? How has it gone? I mean, the, the you know, we've kind of got through the idea and the theory of why Parker Clay exists, but at the end of the day, like it it still has to do something, right? Like it actually yep. has to be helpful in order to be helpful. Has it been? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been incredibly helpful. Yeah. Um it's enabled us to to continue to stay vol- involved with Alota products. All of our blankets and stuff are made from them still oh, and cool. everything that's hand woven. And that business has almost doubled year over year hmm. and the impact that that creates for them being able to bring more women in. They've expanded to, uh, to new sites around Ethiopia, not just in the capital. Uh, so more women are leaving prostitution and that not only that, their kids are going through that program to help them with a lot of their trauma. Um, and so it's, it has, it has been responsible for, for countless women leaving the streets countless women uh, being prevented from going into the streets and a lot of these kids to get the resources that they need as well. So that's on the Alota side for Parker clay. We are, uh, we have our own factory, which we have, we have built. We actually are literally, I just got a call uh, this week from our manager there and we are doubling the size of our factory there. The impact is the, and let me just make it, Forget the numbers because yeah. I think that's what sometimes we can get stuck in. Right. Uh, Zoe was one of the first women that we hired, and her uh, she's a she's a young young girl from the countryside. Her family are farmers, and grew up kind of on a rural farm. And I remember when she came in and we were interviewing her to work with us. She was telling us about her sister, who went to Bahrain, which is an Arab country which a lot of Ethiopians uh, are actually um, they're traveling to these Arab countries to find jobs. Um, some legally, some trafficked like in containers over to Yemen and then trying to get up through the Arab Peninsula. And her sister had gone and done that because she her, her older sister felt the responsibility to help the family and mm. to send money back. And, and here is Zodutu who's working for Parker Clay and she not only has a job, she has a good job that's enabling her to pay for her own apartment, to, to dream about getting married and having her own family, and to live in the country that she's so passionate about and that she loves, and to go and visit her family. Um, and that's the kind of piece that I think for us makes a huge impact. When a mom like Mesalu comes to me with her son's report card and on the top of it, it says one out of 50 
meaning her son is first in his class. Mm. That's the kind of thing that means the most to us is that when we see that kind of impact where it's not only these women, these moms, these, these moms that will, or these women that will soon be moms are raising the next generation of leaders in Ethiopia. And these kids are thriving. They're, they're, they're doing amazing. And that's the kind of stuff where when you buy one of our products, we want you to love it. And if that's it, at the end of the day, if you travel with it and it works well for you and you look good in it, awesome. Mm. But regardless, you need to know that what we pour in on the back end to make these goods is, is that we're pouring into to future leaders, to, to, to these women that are empowering their communities and changing the lives of so many. I, I'm always aware of the fact that someone will be hearing this and going like, yes, I want to use my business degree to change the world, or I'm a designer. And I, you know, I love the idea of creating things that are beautiful in order to support, you know, place like people are, you know, their bell is ringing. Um, curious, what would you say as a next step to someone who just is thinking about how to leverage what their pocket of abilities are and trying to figure out how that translates to doing something that is as helpful as Parker Clay has been? You know, I would say a big piece of that is really turn it back on yourself and make sure you, you, you check the motivations. And if you really want to impact lives, you've got to just, you've got to be real about it. And you've got to be honest about what are your motivations to do this? I mean, if you want to go and you want to build a business and make a profit, there's nothing inherently wrong about that. Mm. But there's, there's going to come a time in the building of your business where you get kind of called to the mat and you've got to make some really hard decisions about, about what you're doing. And I think that when you're, when you take on the responsibility of other people's lives, that that is one of the biggest weights that you can you can have, and I think that's one of the things that, for me, with our team in Ethiopia and the lives that we are part of there, that I I think deeply about that. I would much rather not get paid, and and see their jobs thrive, than just sit here and take a bunch of money in. And and I realize there's this there's this just dynamic that I've adopted, and I know that we have built this business, just bootstrapped it and poured everything back into it and haven't taken anything from the business and put it back in. But that was a very intentional decision from the beginning. Um, and I think that you, when you're going to commit to something, you've got to be all in. Um, and we, we see a lot of people that reach out and that want to help and that want to do things or, uh, and that's great. And that sometimes you know, that there is a short-term involvement into something. But I think that the most rich, rewarding piece is when you're really able to, to, to do something with a laser focus, not this like kind of broad shotgun approach, but when you focus and get this very specific niche. And that's hard. You got to work really hard to get that laser focus. But when you do, I feel like it can be wildly, wildly re rewarding in that. So I would say, don't be afraid to just take that first step. And that might mean, you know, reaching out to a business like Parker Clay or reaching out to, to someone else who's, who's doing that and just start to ask questions. You know, be, be willing to, and I guess part of that too, is be willing to, to allow your life to be messy. 
It's not going to be perfect. And I think with us, for Brittany and I, with five kids, there is a lot of mess. Mm. You know, there, there is a lot going on. Yeah. And you kind of have to just lean into, you have to lean into that. My goodness, that whole last answer was just a lot of goodness in one place. I love the just the expectation that if you're going to start a business at some point, you're going to have to make an account for the impact that you have around the world. And also just this idea that we can focus in and really do something well, because we want to just do all things. But if we can just do something well, it's great. A very big thank you to Brittany and Ian for being so generous with their time and sharing their story and living their story. I hope that for all of us, it serves as a measure of encouragement and inspiration that with what we have been given, we can go and make a real impact in the world if we are willing to put in the time, pull down our TV, put up a whiteboard, and really consider what it is we can do. If you want to buy Parker Clay products, which you should, great Father's Day gifts, I don't think it's too late. I think it's fine. No, you could just order it now. Go to parkerclay.com. Also, you can check out all of their social media. It is all linked through that page. And also, uh, Ian texted me yesterday and said that they are world premiering a brand new video that really talks about their story to coincide with the launch of The New Activist. So go to parkerclay.com and check out the new video, which is sort of a condensed version of the story that you just heard. And it is beautiful. I don't know who their cinematographer is, but they did a great job. One of my favorite parts of this show is not only the fact that we get to have this conversation together, but that we get to continue it throughout the week. And it is such a rich part of the experience. To that end, Facebook and Twitter have a nice little growing community and it's fun. It's fun to talk about what we just heard. Both of those are New Activist Is. That's the handle for both of them, New Activist Is. And while we are on the topic of self-promotion, if you would please head over to iTunes and rate the show and comment on it if you like it. If you don't like it, just email me. I'd love to talk to you about that, but <laughs> just keep it off iTunes. Okay, let's move on. Our theme music has been composed by and given to us by The Brilliance, just an incredible band. You should listen to them, see them when they're on tour, buy all of their music. It can all be found at thebrilliancemusic.com. As a quick reminder before we go, please do take just a few moments and go to newactivist.is forward slash IJM, newactivist is IJM, and fill out that form. It is incredibly helpful. And with that, we go back into the world on behalf of Brittany and Ian Bentley, Parker Clay, as well as the relevant podcast network and my colleagues at International Justice Mission. I am Eddie Koffeltz. Take care, friends. When I look into the face of my enemy, I see my brother, I see my Thank you for listening to the New Activist Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. And for more Relevant Podcast Network shows, check out the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com.